Okay, I got Pastor Greg Locke on with me right now, and welcome, good sir. I'm excited to get this going. <laughs> and he is the pastor of Global Vision Bible Church in Tennessee, correct? Yes, sir, right outside of Nashville. Awesome. Well, anyways, one of the things I would love to talk to you about, like I said before we got started, uh, I feel like one of the lies that a lot of pastors in our country have believed within the past, like, especially past five years at least, yeah, is that politics is taboo to talk mm. about on stage and that there are certain things that you shouldn't touch on, you know, especially, you know, the, the popular ones, like the woke movements that we yeah. see right now, like Black Lives Matter, you know, it's almost more encouraged to talk about the woke things only if you support them. Yeah. Only if you support them. So I would love to get your just perspective on politics, how it relates to the church right now, and why you are so outspoken <laughs> about a lot of these issues. Yeah, well, a couple of things. We can, uh, let, let me come in the back door on, to answer that, because the interesting thing is these guys say that they're not political, but they are very much, as much, if not more so political than I am. When, when people say things like, well, we're not going to take a stand on abortion from the platform because we're not political. Oh, no, you're very much political. There is no doubt about that. You're doing it for political reasons because you're counting nickels and noses and you're afraid that people are going to walk out or the denominational hierarchy is going to say something or you're going to offend somebody on Twitter. But at the end of the day, there's no way that you can even take a casual glance at a Bible at, at all, pastor or not pastor, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, and show me one single preacher, including Jesus himself, unless it was some false prophet. Not one preacher shied away from political involvement. That's what the minor prophets are all about. They're calling out kings for being a bunch of rebels and a bunch of wicked people. Jesus, you know, called out the governor, called out the, the president, if you will, called him a fox, man. He, he said all kinds of things about both political and religious leaders. And then you take somebody like John the Baptist. I mean, this guy literally had the personality of a rock, right? I mean, you couldn't carry on a conversation with John the Baptist, but all of Jerusalem, all of Samaria, all of Judea, all the regions round about Jordan came to hear John the Baptist because the Bible says twice he was a voice of one that was crying in the wilderness. And here's what's interesting. Jesus said he was the greatest prophet ever born of a woman. Now, if Jesus says that about you, you can get a job anywhere. Okay, I mean, that's a pretty good recommendation, right? And so Jesus said he's the greatest preacher to ever live. And you know how he died? because he would not preach politically correct. They cut his head off. And so he died because he duly preached the gospel and he called out corrupt politics and they cut his head off. And Jesus to this day still stands by the fact that John the Baptist was the greatest preacher that ever lived. And so when they say they're not political, they are very much political because to me, they're, they're really one and the same. Everybody's like, well, Greg, just stay in the pulpit, just stay in your tent down there in Tennessee and just preach the gospel. I do preach the gospel, but here's the raw fact. If we don't call out corrupt politics, and stand against corrupt politicians, we're not going to have a platform from which to preach the gospel. They're going to take it away. And so if we're not political, shame on us. The Black Robe Regiment were the heroes of the American Revolution when they took their clerical robes off and led their men literally into battle. And so now what we have is we have about 95% of the pastors in America are yellow robe preachers because they're a bunch of cowards. Not only have they shut their churches down, but they believed all the political narrative and they, they, you know, they watch CNN more than they read a Bible. And so, so something wrong with this. And so I can give long answers to these questions and we could be <laughs> a long time because it fires me up because we never closed our church in the midst of any of it. And we're never going to close our church. And so we've had a lot of pushback. There's a lot of vitriol that goes with that. I mean, we have protesters literally every week and the law is all the time showing up here and we've grown. 
we went from 300 people on a Sunday to a thousand people on a Sunday under a tent in, in, in winter and in summer because people are hungry for a courageous pastor that'll just get up and say, you know what? I don't give a flip what the culture thinks about me. I'm just going to say it. And when you just say it, people follow. Absolutely. And I, and that's, I totally agree with that because it seems like, especially with the temperature that we're at right now within this past year, you know, like I think it's a complete failure as pastors, you know, as shepherds of the flock to not acknowledge what's going on because I've never witnessed, and I'm only 32, but I've never witnessed freedoms being so publicly threatened uh, amongst the church. But I mean, obviously just individuals as well. You know, we're seeing censorship on all all the social media platforms. I myself was, uh, one of my accounts was removed just because I was posting certain things about like the vaccine and stuff. And so I, yeah, I think it's a complete failure to not acknowledge these things. And so how did you kind of like navigate or did you get any backlash for doing a lot of the stuff that you're doing, especially even with the COVID stuff? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, backlash would be an understatement. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, we never really, I never sought to do viral videos on Facebook. I never, you know, I never thought I was enough for a million followers. And then all these other platforms begin to grow. I had no idea. It just happened really organically. I was just doing little devotional snippets for our church family, like every day. Hey guys, Pastor Greg here. And I just preach a little message. If I got like, you know, 1500 or 2000 views in a week, man, I thought I was like, you know, Billy Graham or something like that. But in 2015, when the Supreme Court did the whole LGBT marriage thing, I did a video, just kind of sight unseen. I was getting ready to do the world's longest mountain bike race. And so I did this video, loaded it on my page, closed down my phone and didn't see it for two weeks. Well, this thing went like bonkers, uber viral. It was called I'm Coming Out of the Closet. And that was kind of a play on words. And I was talking about how the church needs to come out of the closet and be bold and preach the gospel and stand against wickedness and all that. And so it just kind of went super viral. And so then in 2016, you know, just... It seemed like everything I would do, I got in a big, you know, fist fight, if you will, with Planned Parenthood nationally. And uh, so that did. Then the whole Target transgender bathroom. And so then that put us up in the millions. And so it just seemed, you know, Fox News and CNN started coming around more and more. And so I never really sought for any of it. It just happened. And so pretty soon we became, you know, very well known for our outspokenness and the way that we're super conservative. And, you know, and then when the whole Trump train started and I got on that and I started doing some campaigning and I started preaching about it and saying, look, I believe this guy's going to give us a voice as evangelicals. You know, it was a it was a, a love or hate relationship. And that's the way the people in our community are. You really either love us on first service or you hate us on the first service. And we got both. Because we don't shy away from the issues. We're, we're not ashamed of that. I am conservative. I am uh, a, a Trump supporter. I, I'm not going to shy away from any of the issues, no matter what they are, especially the coronavirus situation. It's not that I the reality of the sickness, but the reality is it, it's a politicized flu bug, and nobody would have ever heard of it had it not been an election year. And so they've been able to skew the numbers even today. Today, James O'Keefe, you know, releases his whole thing with Project Veritas and exposes these people laughing about the death ratings because it pushes their ratings. It's good for them, bad for Trump. And so if people can't see this, it's because their head's in the sand and they don't want to see this. And so there's these huge, well-known megachurch pastors like Andy Stanley that reach out to me like every two weeks that want to fight with me about the fact that my church is open and his church is closed. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Andy. You're a coward. I'm not going to apologize about that. That's just the facts. That's mm-hmm. the way. And so 
it's just crazy. We didn't mean to get into all of it this way, but I'm not going to shy away from it. My wife says that I wake up and just step into controversy, right? I don't mean to. I get up on the stage on Sunday. I say something, and the right ring watch on Twitter is, is right there waiting. And so <laughs> within 12 hours, you know, they've got a video. Oh, this guy believes that Trump's going to get back in office, or this guy doesn't really believe that Joe Biden is the legitimate president. Because he's not. He's a fraud. <laughs> and so I'm not afraid to say those things. I'm not afraid to say that marriage is one man and one woman. I'm not afraid to say that abortion is butchering babies and, and Planned Parenthood is not women's health care. I'm not afraid to say there's you know, only two genders. You know, all the hot button things that these woke pastors, they're not woke. They're a joke. OK, we don't need a woke church. We need an awakened church. And we have a pulpit problem in America. The problem is pulpits are silent. And because the pulpits are silent, the culture's buck wild crazy. Yeah, it seems like that it's a failure to acknowledge to really, it, with everything, all the wild things going on and basically truth being threatened yeah. on a public stage. And I th uh, one of the ones that I've been particularly passionate about is uh, the trans community, the trans culture, because, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't care on who you choose to be, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, they're threatening truth as a whole for our entire culture. And that's my problem with it is because there, I, I do feel like there's going to be a psychological problem with our culture. If we can just look at a male and be like, that's a female or look yeah. at a female and be like, that's a male and yep. let your feelings decide this. And I feel like our, our culture is going to have a psychological problem. If you can get them to accept that, then truth is whatever you want it to be. Yeah, exactly. Oh, pronoun nonsense. You got to call everybody by their proper pronouns, you know, and, and I mean, they're trying to pass laws. It's crazy. And what's interesting is, you know, I'm, I'm no prophet, but when all this stuff went down in 2015, I remember making a statement when we really YouTube was bigger for us then than even Facebook was at that point. And I remember I made the statement. I said, look, this is just going to open Pandora's box because what the, the LGBTQ community was saying is just give us gay marriage and we will, we will lay down. That's all we want. Mm -hmm. Just allow us to and we will leave you alone but we knew that was just opening the door a little bit we knew that they weren't going to leave us alone now they want to dominate sports now they want to dominate politics now they want to dominate public school culture and you know teach you know the history of the lgbtq and all that kind of stuff and so it wasn't just about marriage it's about total dominance it's about total control of everything drag queen story hour and then god forbid you know a pastor or somebody like you gets up and says something about it we're the ones that get censored we're the homophobic bigots you know we're the we're the race baiters everything's about race right and so what you have to get past and this is what i want people to understand it's what i try to train our congregation and every show i'm on i want people to get past the idea who cares if they bully you who cares what they call you it doesn't matter what they identify you as. They can call you a racist. They can call you homophobic. They can call you a bigot, transphobic, xenophobic, whatever. At the end of the day, big deal. I don't care what the world, I don't care what the culture, and I don't care what the church calls me. God will never call me a coward. And the problem is we have people that are cowards. Well, and I feel like we're in this position now, especially this year too, <clears throat> is that we're in this position because the wrong people have the microphone. Mm -hmm. The wrong people have the microphone and leaders have failed to speak up about these issues. You know, we've let the culture just kind of go down this path yeah. and they, we've let them have the decisions, let them have the microphone. And that's one of the reasons I was kind of inspired to start doing these podcasts because I'm like, you know, I'm nobody of consequence. I'm not a pastor or whatever, but I do consider myself to be more of like a leadership personality. Yeah. And I'm like, it, this is a small step I can take. And that's why I feel like we're in this position right now because leaders, leaders 
are failing to speak up. Yeah, they are. You're exactly right. A hundred percent. We do have a vacuum problem. And I think that's the reason, by the way, that the Trump effect was so amazing. I'm convinced the guy probably got a hundred million votes, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> but that's why it was so amazing because people just wanted strong leadership. Yes. And now a Democratic and the leftist community is like, oh, maybe his tweets weren't that bad, right? Because we don't have a leader right now. Number one, we have a fraudulent presidency. But number two, we do not have a leader. We have a puppet, okay? This guy's just being told what to sign, what to do, where to go, mm-hmm. you know, when to put a pull-up on before he goes to bed, whatever. It's just, He's it's got a- handlers. <laughs> That's all he has. And I'll be honest with you. I, I, as much as I don't like Joe Biden or his little regime of a family, I feel sorry for the guy because this is like elder abuse, the left, the Democrats are using this dear old man to accomplish what they want, and then they are just going to do away with him, and we already know what's going to happen from that point. But and people can't see it. It's because it's because they want to be ignorant. It's so yes. late. It's a choice. They're choosing yeah. ignorance right now. Yeah. And, that, and that's one of the things that I also wanted to talk to you about. It seems like there is – there's a lot of verses that are coming – that have been coming to mind in the past couple of weeks um, that I've been thinking about um, – you know, basically Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yep. And then the verse that I wanted to attach to that is, my sheep hear my voice. Mm, John 10, yeah. Yeah. And so why I feel like, a, so Jesus is manifest in truth, you know? And there's a separation right now that's happening, I feel like, in our country, in our world, of people believing all the lies that they're seeing on, you know, social media, uh, just news, anything like that. And there's a separation between these truthers that can see through the BS and be like, yeah. I'm not, can you guys not see what's going on here? We're, we're getting played, you know? Can you not see past what's going on with this coronavirus? Like the statistics are out there. It's not dangerous for us. We don't, majority of us wouldn't even need a vaccine for this, but people are going out there and being like, jab me, jab me, jab me. And, yeah. and it's, it's ludicrous and to the point of, it seems like truth is being so obvious to certain people and then other people are just buying it. Yeah. And so there's like this weird separation of people not being able to recognize what's true. Right. I don't and know. I what did, it, a kind of a last day separation because the Bible says in the last days, perilous, you know, dangerous times will be upon us. But it also says that there's going to be a strong delusion. Now, whatever the finality of that delusion is under the Antichrist, right now we're just seeing the stage being set for it. Here's what I tell folks all the time, and I believe this. I think last year, you know, from, from 2020 to right now, this last year and a half, I think we probably leapt forward 50 or 60 years prophetically because we used to talk about Jesus coming again and the mark of the beast, the Antichrist, and they're going to come shut our churches down and take our Bibles away and persecute believers and, you know, put us in concentration camps for years. Yeah. But we thought that would be in another generation. Well, guess what? Here we are, Skippy. <laughs> We're there. They have effectively shut down the churches. They have jailed pastors, for Pete's sake. They have fined pastors millions of dollars. Already in Canada, they're putting fences around church buildings. I mean, it's, it's just here. And you can't say anything against the regime. You can't talk about the vaccine because, like you said, you'll be censored. You, know, you can't say anything about Dr. Fauci. You'll be censored. You can't say anything about any of that because we're the bad guys. You know, think about this for just a moment. You know, a year ago, a year and a half ago, if you'd have gone into a convenience store with a mask on, you'd have been arrested. You'd have been a bad guy. Now, if you go into a convenience store without a mask on, you're the bad guy. See how they flipped the script on us? And so now we're the delusional psychopaths when we're looking around saying, have you people lost your, are you smoking meth in your mom's basement? What is wrong with you? How could you eat this? It's because God said people are going to believe a lie. Even believers, the Bible says the love of many shall wax cold. 
People don't read their Bibles. They watch TV too much. And if they would turn off social media and the television for just a couple of weeks, the coronavirus would go away. <laughs> All of this nonsense would go away. Yep. And now on the Johnson and Johnson vaccine because it's killing people and it's not working. You know, now, you know, Grouchy Fauci is saying, well, now if you wear two masks and if you get vaccinated, you still can't go to restaurants. And maybe the vaccine is only going to work for, you know, six months to a year. Then you're going to have to get it. They're just making this whole thing up as they go because now they've backpedaled themselves in a corner and they got to do anything they can to cover election fraud, which is an absolute utter fact. There's no way you can deny the reality of the fact that they stole the election away from Donald Trump. No way around that. Yeah. And I'm sure you're still following like Sydney uh, Powell, not Sydney Powell. Uh, what's her name? Linwood. There's yeah, Linwood, all of them. Like I've been following all the, like there's still evidence. They're I'll still be working on it. Tomorrow, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be speaking with them in Tulsa at the big uh, conference, the Faith and Freedom Conference. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll be with I'll Linwood, Michael, uh, Michael Flynn and Mike Lindell and Sidney Powell and Mike Adams, all the troublemakers. <laughs> and so uh, they're bringing me in as a pastor to kind of talk about, you know, the churches need to be reopened. So we're going to be in uh, in Tulsa Friday and Saturday. It's amazing. This Friday? I, I do much. Yeah, this Friday and Saturday I'll be okay, here. Okay, cool. And uh, they sold 4,500 tickets in two days and had 50,000 requests. And so it's going to be an amazing event. Got, I think we got Jim Caviezel is going to be there, Mel Gibson, all kind of people. And <laughs> it's going to be fun. And so, yeah, all of the people that believe what we're talking about are going to be there and talking about it from the stage. Man, that is exciting. Well, and the thing is, I mean, there's only, a, I mean, there's a lot of people still following this stuff, but nobody knows any of this information because it's not hitting public. And even yeah. if you talk to, let's say, a normal person about yeah. this stuff, they think you're crazy, you know? Yeah, oh, you're just a QAnon conspiracy theorist. And so they've made that so readily available that anything we say, if we say that we believe in, you know, child sex trafficking or pedophilia rings, oh my goodness, you're a, you're a conspiracy theorist. No, I'm a real, that nonsense is going on. There's a lot of evidence out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. So back to it. When, like this year, I mean, this past year, when, when did you really kind of connect that you're like, something's off? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I really called it early on when the whole toilet paper thing started. <laughs> Very first Sunday, I got up and I said, you know why they're selling so much toilet paper? I said, because you're about to find out this is BS and it's not going away anytime soon. <laughs> but guess what? Here we are all this time later, 15 days to slow the spread. And of course, I wanted to be careful in the early days like everybody else did because the media was painting the picture that there were going to be, you know, body bags on every parking lot of every church and Walmart was going to be decimated and, you know, millions were going to be dead in the streets. And it was all a game to them. It was just all entirely an election rigging, stealing game. That was it. A worldwide globalist situation. I know people think, oh my goodness, y'all believe in that nonsense? Oh yeah, we believe in that nonsense. There's some very rich and powerful people that hate America and hate the fact that we're the last bastion of freedom and capitalism and they want to destroy us. That's the whole point of these open borders. That's the whole point of stealing the election. That's the whole point of all of this stuff that we're seeing. Crash the economy and they're going to swoop in and be the socialistic heroes. I'm still convinced God's not done with America. We have too good of an alliance with Israel, and I still am convinced that God's going to expose this whole thing. Whether Trump gets back in or not is not the issue. I'm just telling you, America's not going down yet. We are not going to be communists and socialists anytime soon. We're just not. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, and that's right when it started off. Like right when I knew that there was some BS going on, uh, it was when they're like, "Hey, you could have the virus and not even know it." You know? Yeah. You know. Hey, so you got you got to mask up, and I'm like, what? Like, 
<laughs> like yeah. that was right when I noticed it. But like now that we've been through an entire year of this, I'm still so shocked that most more people aren't seeing all of the BS that's going on. And especially yeah. even with the vaccine, I'm like, they pushed so strongly like just, just the fact that they're pushing so strongly for everybody to get this vaccine. Yeah. I'm like, yep. isn't that fishy to anybody? Right. You know? And well, it, it's a good setup because, you know, I just read the other day in the Washington post, I believe it was. And, uh, and even like the Christian post and things are saying, well, the, the problem, the, the hindrance is going to be white evangelicals. And so you see what they're doing, right? They're, yep. they're setting everybody, like you said, into this little corner. They're going to back us into a corner and make it look like it's the, it's the white evangelicals that are impeding progress. And that's why people are dying. And so we're going to be the bad guys. We're going to be the, we're going to be the crime lords <laughs> of this century. And uh, so be it. So be it. I'm not closing the church. I'm not going to quit preaching. I'm not going to quit tweeting <laughs> and uh, telegramming and telling the truth. I'm, I'm just not. I'm going to live by that. I'm going to die by that. It's just the way it is. Well, and that, that's one of the things that I, I, surprised that more people can't see that they're trying you know it, from the the virus to the vaccine to all the black lives matter stuff going on it's right they're trying to destroy everything that makes america businesses uh yeah. our racial diversity which is a good thing and they're trying to start these race wars and using social media and i mean even cnn like admitted to it like yeah. those videos that we saw earlier today <laughs> i think we saw the same ones you know yeah <laughs> and so it's like they're admitting that they're trying to stoke this tension stoke this separation to separate our country and then you then to, in my mind i'm like well who owns these huge networks it's china yeah. yeah why do you think they're trying to destroy us you yeah. know and people can't make that connection and that's what's shocking to me very shocking but people don't want to make the connection i think it's just easier just to go along with it you know, you know, don't want to make any waves. I don't want to make any enemies. You know, God forbid anybody unfriend me on Facebook. You know, I don't want to go to Facebook jail. And so everybody just wants to just give into it. It's just so it's such a willy nilly. Let's just approach the culture. Let's not make any waves. But what I'm finding is the pastors that think they're going to lose people from opening and being bold are really going to gain a hundred times more than what they ever would lose. It's just, it's just the way of the beast right now. It just is. I mean, people are coming to our church, not because of Greg Locke. People are coming to our church because Greg Locke's saying what they need to hear. He's stating the truth. And so there is one thing that I have not seen to be, to be off in any of this. The, the one thing that has been the consistent of churches, that is, and pastors, any church that either stayed open or eventually saw the light of day and reopened, any of them, a hundred times out of a hundred, there is no exception to this rule. They are more people and financially stable than they've ever been. We have had the best year ever. I've never met a pastor that said we stay open and we regretted it. Never. They're up people. They're up finances. They're up resources. They're up ministry because the favor follows the obedience. And the people that saw through the nonsense and stayed open have been blessed immeasurably. So you can't tell me that we're under the judgment of God, you know, because we kept our church open. No, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Because here's what they know. If they can take away our First Amendment, it's first for a reason. Because then all the rest of them, like a domino effect, are going to begin to fall. And so maybe you saw it. I, I told them very plainly on Twitter. I said, look, we believe in our First Amendment right. And if a government tries to impede on our First Amendment right, We'll invoke our Second Amendment right and meet you at the door of the tent because we 
right to gather and we have a right to worship and there is no pandemic clause in the constitution <laughs> or the amendments okay sickness happens flu happens i say flu happens the flu haven't happened in a year because no, nobody's dying of the flu anymore because everybody's dying of covid but at the end of the day we're not stopping what we know to be our marching orders from god and so my real ministry right now is i pray that what i can do is stiffen the backbone of other pastors of other leaders of other social media influencers because we're not out of the woods I'm so tired of people saying, well, I can't wait till we get back to normal. There is no more going back to normal. We don't go back from this. You know why? It's been a beautiful experiment for them because they know who they can control and they know who's going to be a problem moving forward. And guess what? I'm going to be a problem moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> and that's something to be proud of right there. Well, and that, that's the funny thing is, you know, bra bravery is infectious. And yes. I think the majority of America does agree with you. Yeah. But you wouldn't know it. Because yeah. you, you're not the one getting exposed onto these huge, you're not the one with the giant microphone. You're not the yeah. CNN, you're not the, you know, whatever. And I think that's like one of the things with this past election, I think I do a hundred percent believe the majority did vote for Trump. I do a hundred percent believe that the majority agrees that our freedoms are being tarnished right now, yeah. but people are afraid to speak up. And that's the problem is, and, and I think that's why uh, voices like you, um, people are, are getting such a huge following because they see, they can recognize the truth. They can recognize, right. they see the bravery, they love the bravery, but I think it really comes down to recognizing truth on a spiritual level, being like, there's something in my spirit that feels right about what he's saying. Mm -hmm. And I really do that. The, the, the ability to discern truth is yeah. going to be the biggest kicker right now for everybody. But I think the majority of Americans are on this page, but mm -hmm. they're afraid to say it, you know? And I, this is dumb, but I, I had a TikTok account um, <laughs> and I started it like started doing TikToks back in December. I got 27,000 followers within two weeks yeah. just because I was saying stuff that everybody was agreeing with. Yeah. But they're afraid to say it. And I had so many messages from people just being like, thank you so much for saying this because I'm afraid to, because I mean, the reality is if like, let's say if you work in the corporate world, you know, and you publicly supported Trump, that is a threat to your career. Absolutely. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, I, people respect the bravery right now because I think the majority of people in America agree with us on this. Yeah. Oh, they we do. wouldn't know it. And the shadow banning is real. I mean, people can say there's no such thing as conservative censorship, but you bring up TikTok. Man, I was rocking on TikTok for a while. I mean, wide slam open. And I mean, it's just like they throttled everything overnight. We had 600,000 followers on TikTok, and I was doing prayer videos every day. Wasn't even really being political somewhat. And they would take those down and say I violated community standards. And then all of a sudden, they took away like 40,000 followers. And I'll stick a video out now, and it'll take me like two or three days to get like 10,000 views. And I mean, there was a time I could get 10,000 views in an hour on yeah. TikTok. They've so throttled it. And now, of course, Twitter, you know, Twitter, they, they take away followers all the time. I've been at 97.3 thousand for like three months. I'm like, it, it never moves anywhere. You know, we were at 110,000. And then January 6th happened. They started taking <laughs> away. And about every, probably about every six days, for some real weird reason, I get a 12-hour ban. That's it. They'll send me a thing. You got a 12-hour ban. If you violate again, we're going to take away your page. You know, we got 3 million followers on Facebook on two accounts. And I mean, I'm just trying to fly below the radar and, you know, do what I can. Our live stream all the time getting flagged. And, and I'm like, this is 
It's crazy. You know, it's not happening to the left. They can say whatever they want to. They can burn stuff down, loot, riot, go nuts. But if we say that we're Trump supporters or if we say that we're, you know, anti this or anti that, we're the bad guy. You know, whatever. I'm just going to have to be painted a bad guy because in God's eyes, I'm a good guy. So it's all cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For four years, I mean, I, I had to keep my political views basically silent because, yeah. you know, Trump was such a uh, such a hot button issue for most people. <laughs> Yeah, very polarizing. And uh, so, yeah, so in December was when I started making my political views more public, yep. you know, and because I got sick of the entire 2020 of what was going on. And I was like, I need to start speaking up about this. So I did. And, you know, got 27,000 followers, but then had a lot of close friends basically yep. cast me out. Like <laughs> I've lost friends over this and like very close friends and oh, yeah. people have texted me like you need to stop doing this you you know whatever you're you're ruining friendships blah 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 i'm like i am doing nothing wrong here yeah oh they'll treat you like you got leprosy it's crazy man exactly really <laughs> and well and it's shocking too because i didn't say anything wrong i think i said the word the the r word i said retarded once <laughs> <laughs> oh that's people, not correct bro. people didn't like that <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's just surprising to me that you know all of my friendships that like ended because of that, I'm like, good. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Like, they weren't, they're just acquaintances. You know, people can't handle the fire. Jesus didn't keep everybody. He had somebody kiss him on the cheek, sell him out for 30 pieces of silver. And uh, you know, we're just, we're just finding out who the, who the sellouts are. And some people are going to come back around because some people are going to get a gut full of it. I pray. And there is going to be this great awakening and I'm not praying for a third great awakening. I'm praying for the greatest awakening we've ever seen. Absolutely. And, uh, we're on the a cusp of it. And I believe that, like I said, that church is going to see revival, but it's going to come through the back door of persecution. And so the way that we thought we were going to see it, not the way that we are seeing it. And I think the day of the mega church in a lot of places is done and over with because coronavirus has effectively and fundamentally changed the church world forever. And that's okay because we're finding out who's serious and who isn't. And so when this whole thing gets set on fire <laughs> before God puts it back together, I want to be with the serious people. And so I told our folks a few weeks ago, and I even put it in, in the most recent book that I have coming out. And I said, look, no longer do I want to just consider myself a small town country pastor that has a thousand people in his church that grew during this time. I'm going to consider myself a general in God's army, and we're going to raise up an army, and we're going to fight back. We're going to push back, and we're going to say what needs to be said and do what needs to be done because America's worth fighting for, our values and our morals and the Bible, and Jesus is worth fighting for, and my family is worth fighting for. And I'm not going to be the one that lays down on the job and hands my kids the keys to a culture that's demon-possessed, buck-wild, and crazy because I didn't do something about it. And so at the end of the day, my kids will know my dad fought to the death to make sure that this nation is all that it needs to be. Yeah. And I, I think especially once this truth bomb 2021, I feel like it's coming, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons I wanted to start doing these podcasts too, was just I'm like, once this truth bomb goes out, like this, this would be the, the most opportune time to really stand up yeah. and make sure we have the microphone Absolutely. Like to really stand up and make sure like, no, we can't allow this kind of culture, this degradation that's going on in yeah. the culture to to happen again. And there's some stances that we'll need to be firmly taking a hold of, of like, yeah. no, we will not allow this to happen. We will not allow lies to rule again. Yeah. And I, that's, I th and we're going to need as many people as we can. And that's one of the reasons that I was like, all right, let's start doing this right now. Yeah. And, yeah. um, 
I think it'll grow and do very, very well. People are hungry for this. And it, I don't think it'll take long for years to catch on and just take off, man. I will help any way we can. Well, yeah. And well, thank you for saying that too. So another, another quick thing. So, uh, <laughs> so with the, the vaccine and everything, I don't want to get too like end times ish, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> I was, I've, I've been thinking about it. You know, I'm like, it makes sense with the whole six, six, six thing. It makes sense that it would be a vaccine of some sort. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I tell people all the time, look, they don't have to quote me as saying that, you know, that the vaccine for COVID-19 is the mark of the beast, but it is the precursor to the mark of the beast. There's no doubt. Yes. Again, it's an experiment that shows you what people are willing to give up and roll over and allow to be done to them just because in the, you know, form of public health and safety. No, it's not about health and safety. It's about compliance. It's and about that's fear. what fear, boy, fear pedals and sails well. It's a great narrative. It's the best narrative. And uh, the fear man brings a snare. And so, yeah, you're exactly right. And so there is a nefarious plan that's leading to the end times. And we're watching the stage be set every day in the news without fail. Yeah, it feels like it's almost just like a, a preview of what the end times would be like. Yeah. Because I'm like, there's no, like, w with the vaccine and everything, I'm like, so people are so convinced by fear. And if, you know, like, if the devil's voice is like manifested fear, it makes sense on how you, like, it seems like, like I said, it, it seems like it's just a preview yeah, of what is. the end times is going to look like. And they're definitely going to use some sort of vaccine to rescue the people. Yeah. And I'm convinced it's the preview that's just before the movie. <laughs> the other previews are done. I mean, we're right at the cusp. We're right at the edge. And uh, Showtime's about to hit us. Because, I mean, in the Bible, it even talks about the fact if you don't have it, you don't buy, you don't sell. Okay. And now you got these places saying, look, you don't come in. You don't, if you're not vaccinated, you can't do this. You can't do that. The cruise ships the other day in St. Vincent wouldn't even, you know, rescue people that hadn't been vaccinated. They only evacuated the people on cruise ships from a volcanic island <laughs> that erupted that threatened to kill people. They only, you know, evacuated the people that had been vaccinated. Where's that story? I got to look that up. Uh, it's all over the news. It's ridiculous. It's the only people that they would allow to get on the cruise ships to get out of St. Vincent. Even the guy that, that ran, the mayor, whoever, he was up there kind of crying about it. I understand the situation, but he was confused about it. And I'm thinking, what, what are the rest of us? You know, just nothing. But we're just, <laughs> we're just dead weight. You know, we're just chopped liver. We're just carcasses that don't matter because we don't have the vaccine. And so, yeah, this is the preview before the big show starts. And I'm telling you, the big show is about to start. <laughs> it's about to start. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm excited because, you know, I've been following all these truthers, you know, like Charlie Ward, Simon Parks and everything like that. And, and when I started, first started watching those videos and, you know, researching some of the stuff, I was like, I was just like, some of this stuff is so far-fetched, but damn, does it feel like it's true, you know? And you start seeing it line up and you're like, wow, there might be a little bit more uh, truth to this than, than what makes the eye hit. Well, and that's the thing, like some of the information that they were saying is just, I just only started to follow, you know, the truthers yeah. in January. So right. this January, because I, I had the sense that there was this truth bomb that was going to go off uh, sometime in December. And then right. like, TikTok got banned <laughs> in January 6th, same day as Trump. Oh, <laughs> which, yeah. I kind of wear as a badge of honor. Um, <laughs> uh -huh. But then somebody sent me like the, uh, a video with Robert Steele, Simon Parks, Charlie Ward. And then I was like, Oh snap. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. so I ran into the information and I was just like, I was like, I didn't even know this information, but I had a feeling that there was something coming, you know? Yeah. 
And, and that's one of the things is it feels like there's a spiritual discernment yep. difference amongst all these truthers that is going on yep. right now. And when it, when it talks about in the Bible where God is like sifting people mm. yeah. in the end times, it really starts to make sense in, in the truth kind of way right now. Yeah, absolutely. It does. Absolutely. Even for non-religious, non-churchy, non-spiritual people, you know, you get people that are just truthers. They're just seeing it. And they're yeah, saying not necessarily a Christian thing, <laughs> you know, it's my wife's like, Hey, have you heard of this guy, Richard citizen? And I'm like, no, who's this guy? And she's like, show me all these videos. This guy lives in DC and he's uncovered all this stuff. And people are like, Oh, he's a conspiracy theorist. No, he's got video footage. The guy's legit <laughs> telling the truth. And so they want to bury it. They just want to bury it, bury it, bury it. And the only thing the news media wants you to see is what they want you to believe. And people have got to just quit being so sheepish. It's ridiculous. Well, it, it, independent thinking, uh, critical thinking is, has been discouraged on a public stage yeah. and it's being discouraged on social media, which controls 90% of our communication nowadays, which I, I mean, we got to change that in the future yeah. here soon. I don't Perhaps. know how we're going to change it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it needs to change for sure. Um, yeah. So I, <laughs> I'm excited to see what's going to happen with this potential truth bomb. How do you think, what do you think is going to be important for the people that are blind right now in let's say the coming future? Like let's right. say the truth bomb goes off and people finally wake up. What do you think is like one of the most important questions for them to ask themselves? You know, I, I think there's going to be a lot of people that, that uh, need to eat humble pie. I just don't know that all of them are going to do it. I think there's still going to be plenty of people that try to deny the reality of no matter what happens. You see this whole alternate reality we're living in now with this fake presidency nonsense. And so it's almost going to like flip the script the other way. And they're just going to be like, no, they stole it. And they're just not going to believe it. They're not going to be willing to say we've been that deluded. But they have. They've been entirely 100% deluded. And uh, I, I just don't think they're going to believe it. But I think some of it's going to be so, so shocking. I think some of the evidence is going to be so damning that it is going to make people very uncomfortable. And I long for that because I think this nation get, needs to get super uncomfortable. I think there's video footage out there. I think there's recordings. I think there are pictures. I think there are, are things that tie a lot of people to a lot of stuff that would freak a lot of people out. And they would be like, how can this be true? I hope God exposes all of it. Yes. Every last bit of it. I don't care if they're Republican. Or Democrat. I don't care what side of the aisle. I want God to expose all the evil so we can get back to some normalcy. But we're never going to when people are just believing this foolishness and thinking that the truthers are the enemies. When we're not the enemies, we're the truthers. We're literally just trying to expose things, trying to get get to the bottom of what's going yeah. on because it's it's so clear that something's felt off this entire year, and that's what we're trying to yeah open people's eyes to is the corruption. Yeah. Uh, what's going on in the background, you know, yep. how everybody's being manipulated. And it's, I, I think, you know, Charlie Ward says, we live in an exciting time right now, you know, and <laughs> oh, it, very, it's wild. And um, God, I had another question I was going to ask you. Um, shoot, lost the train of thought. But right. uh, with the, with the potential truth that's coming out, uh, when you said that, uh, People are just going to deny it, you know. I think that is really going to happen, and I think one of the one of the things, like I already talked about with the trans community, it's like if you can get the majority of our culture to just look at truth straight in the eye and deny it. Yeah, I think that's one of the ways 
the enemy has used the trans community to affect our culture, that truth yeah. just doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what's, like you said, that's, there's going to be a lot of people in that category that are just going to be like, no. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want, you know, they don't want absolutes. So they say, oh, there are no absolutes. And you say, are you sure about that? They're like, well, absolutely. <laughs> and so they do believe in absolutes, but it's their version of the absolutes. And so, I mean, from the public schools all the way through the, through the, the crazy culture on the college campuses, they have a nefarious plan. They're, they're conditioning our kids. They're conditioning our minds through social media, through, you know, whether it's CNN, Fox News, Newsmax, I don't care. These people control the story. They control the narrative. And so you're right. Basically, it's like it, it's like a real zombie apocalypse because people's minds have been zombified by the by all the stuff that they've watched, and they can't see anything else. They have blinders on the racehorse. There's no way they can't look at. They can't even imagine something else to be out there other than what's going on right now. Whereas we're sitting in the grandstands, like you people are blind. You have how can you not see what's going? On? It's because they're willfully ignorant, and the Bible says that's going to happen. But thank God for those of us that have our blinders taken off. We got to keep speaking, keep fighting keep pushing on and they can call us whatever they want to. But at the end of the day, we're going to be on the right side of history. Perfect. And so for the last one, I think we could be closing up here soon. If you had a mes message to all the pastors right now, all the leaders in the church right now, what, what, what do you feel like your message would be? Yeah, you know, the Bible says that the local church in First Timothy is the pillar and ground of the truth. And we're the hope centers of the world. So no wonder divorce is at an all-time high and depression and suicide and drug abuse is at an all-time high because people have lost hope. And we're the problem. We're the reason that they've lost hope because, you know, we talk about faith. We talk about signs and wonders. We talk about healings. You know, we talk about, oh, God is a God of all these wonderful things. And then yet all of a sudden... Uh, now God still can't heal. God can't raise people, you know, from sicknesses or deathbeds of affliction. I mean, what's, what's wrong with us? And so I think the problem is people have looked to clergy. They've looked to faith leaders like myself and others, whether open or closed. And they're like, what, where's the hope? Where's all this faith you guys have been peddling? Because you can't have faith and fear, you know, coexist in the same congregation. You just can't. You got one or the other. And so, look, at the end of the day, my design and desire is that pastors would get a bold voice, dig deep, get in that diaphragm and stand up and say, you know what? Enough's enough. I am going to be on the right side of history. We're going to open our churches. We're going to preach from this pool. We're going to quit all this social distancing nonsense, which is an oxymoron of terms. We are called as believers to come together. Look, as Americans, we believe in personal responsibility. We, we weigh the risk. We know there's a sickness, and so we weigh the risk. If we want to wear a mask, we wear a mask. If we want to stay home because we're scared, we stay home. But if we want to go to church, then don't castigate us because of that. We believe in personal responsibility. Let us do what we think is best. If somebody wants to open their business, let them open their business. If the kids want to go back to school, let them go back to school. If the parents of the kids that don't want to go back to school are too afraid, let them stay their butts at home and do learning. But at the end of the day, let us have personal responsibility. And so for a pastor, open the church and see who shows up. And guess what? You'll be shocked how many people actually will show up because people are sick of craziness and nonsense and they want to go to church. They want to be with their church family. And so my hope and my message is that I can sit in the backbone of some other men of God and other pastors and clergy. And they'll say, you know what? Let's just see what's going to happen. Let's open the church. Let's follow God. Let's follow the Bible and be on the right side of biblical history because it's all going down, my friend. It's all going down. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. I'm, yeah. I, I just think you, all the leaders, we just need to stand up, be brave, yeah. and start speaking. And I think we, in a spiritual sense and in a factual sense, I think we will be rewarded for it. Yeah, absolutely. 
absolutely rewarded for it. And um, yeah, I'll just try to keep in touch with you. And so yeah. this Friday is the, the event, right? Mm-hmm. And also, yep. Friday you'll, have to, you'll have to try to get some interviews or record some of it. Yeah. Because- okay. And I think they'll be live streaming all the sessions as well. They, they're all day long. I mean, there's a bunch of us speaking. Oh, great. I can't wait. Yeah. Anyways, Greg, thank you so much for your time. And I'll send you an email to confirm this. And I'll send you the recording if you want to do anything. Yeah. Awesome. Great meeting you. Uh, Same here. Bye-bye. See ya.